Sholchan Arachadav, we are in Simen Ayin, we begin Alocha Gimel section 70, we begin to learn the third Alocha. Akoyin is a sapsula pata mikriya shmavichosea uminat fila. Kol Gimel Yamim Acher Knisasi Lechupa, Imloy Asa Maisu, Beneshu Tarad, Bemachshavtoi, Tirdas Mitzvah, Shemachashiv al Ese Kapsulam. When a person marries a maiden, he is exempt from the recitation of the Shemat's blessings and Shemonesi for three days after the marriage, if it is not yet been consummated. Because he is preoccupied with his thoughts, this is considered as preoccupation with a mitzvah, for he is thinking about her maidenhood. These three days are counted in addition to the day of the wedding. Thus, if the wedding was on the fourth day of the week, he is exempt from the recitation of the Shema from the night preceding Wednesday until Moitzoi Shabbos, Saturday night, but not on Saturday night itself. Just to explain, the Jewish conception of the days of the week differs from that of the Western world. Here, the Altareb is talking about a chasana, a wedding that took place on Yom Revi, the fourth day of the week, which begins on Tuesday at nightfall and continues until Wednesday at nightfall. Thus, if the wedding was held on Tuesday night, the groom is exempt from the obligation to recite the Shema on Yom Revi, that's Tuesday night and Wednesday daytime, because it is the day of his wedding. And for the next three days, from Wednesday at nightfall until Saturday at nightfall. The rationale is that after three days, Shalacha Gimel Yomim, his feelings have subsided and he is no longer preoccupied with his thoughts. When does the above exemption apply? That's In earlier eras, when people would concentrate effectively while reciting the Shema. Says the But nowadays, when people at large don't concentrate as ought to be done, a person who marries a maiden should also recite the Shema, its blessings and Shema just as the other members of the wedding party are exempt from these obligations only during the celebration, as explained in section uh, 38, Simen Lamed The laws relating to a drunken man's obligation to recite the Shema are explained in section 99. And there, in the first halach, the al writes that initially, one who is even slightly under the influence of alcohol should not recite the Shema or Shema essay. But yet, after the fact, if he would be able to speak in the presence of a king, his recitation is acceptable. If not, it is considered an abomination. If one was occupied with pressing communal matters and the time for the recitation of the Shema arrived, he should not make an interruption. Instead, he should complete his task and later recite the Shema if the time for its recitation has not passed. When does the above exemption apply? Again, in earlier eras, when people would attend to public needs for the sake of heaven. Nowadays, by contrast, an individual may be exempted from the recitation of the Shema only if no one else can undertake the task. In such a case, even if he is merely engaged in rescuing his townspeople's um, financial resources, he may personally continue to engage in the mitzvah without interruption. Nevertheless, Still, it is desirable that he should recite the first verse of the Shema, and the declaration if the recitation is possible at the site of his activities for the public good without requiring him to interrupt him. At the very least, 
So at the very least, he's obligated to recall the exodus from Egypt even after the time for the restation of the Shema has passed because it's an independent mitzvah which applies throughout the day. Therefore, when he has finished tending to the needs of the community, if the fourth hour of the day has passed, he should recite a scriptural passage that recalls the exodus from, uh, from Egypt. For now, he may no longer recite the blessing, as we stated in section 58. Okay, so this concludes Halacha Dalid. We explained uh, why a person who gets married to a psula, to a maiden, is exempt from reciting the Shema and its blessings for three days after the marriage if he did not yet consummate the marriage. We explained how to calculate those days. But we did qualify that that only applied in earlier eras when anyways people were able to concentrate effectively uh, when they said Shema. Nowadays, people anyways don't concentrate properly and therefore even a person who gets married to a B'sula should still say Shema. It's Brachos and Shema Esrei. We also alluded to the laws relating to a drunken person and Shema. And we discussed the laws relating to a person involved with communal matters um, and the difference between the earlier eras and nowadays in that regard, this concludes today's share.